0: I'm
1: Welcome to a new episode of The Segway Files, only here on RottenCorpsRadio.com. And if you have typed in that URL and magically got transported to Anchor.fm, then you have found the right place. Our core website is no longer with us, as many have known uh, for a while. Uh, We've kind of squished everything into one condensed little unit, so it's kind of nice. Uh, this episode of The Segway Files is Rose City Comic-Con from the summer of this year. Uh, we kind of go into some various things as well as segwaying over to other random subjects throughout the episode. Uh, you'll We'll be kind of going over uh, Comic-Con in a three-part episode, uh, so... If you like what you hear this episode, there is more coming next week uh, for that. And in addition, of course, uh, there will be other conversations happening uh, within the episode. So definitely stay tuned for that. It's not all just Comic-Con talk. You've got a bunch of other stuff in mind, too. At any rate, uh, thank you for subscribing, listening, and checking this out. And if you know anybody who is a big fan of uh, sci-fi or a big fan of pop culture in general... Send them on over this way. Uh, We would be happy for them to hear our this episode and many others to come. And without further ado, here's the Segway Files with Axel, Heather, and myself, Ryan.
2: Rose City Comic
1: Con. Rose City. So. Which was
2: pretty cool this year. Yeah, we went on different days for sure. We um, did. Um, they had some cool guests. The most surprising for me was Christopher Eccleston, who played, who's played lots of movies. Uh, most recently, he played Malacat in Thor The Dark World. Uh, well, at least as far as we know in the states we don't know what he's done in great britain because we didn't look it up yeah <laughs> uh, um, but uh he actually was there as uh uh his panel was doctor who okay. which was a big surprise seeing as how he didn't for years wouldn't talk about what happened why he only played the ninth doctor for one season and um, was he there with with Rose?
0: Nope.
2: Billy Piper. Billy Piper was there. Yes.
0: Oh, but, she was.
2: Yes, but did they do a uh, panel? It's the it's panel. They didn't do a panel together. See, so that's kind of weird. So that would be like a missed opportunity, right there. Uh, I think it is. Yeah. So it, it turns out that Christopher Eccleston's coming clean. Well, not coming clean, but. I, I
0: he said some stuff that was very surprising.
2: Yes, he did. Mm. He, uh, he he's, he's being completely honest about what happened, which was the three major showrunners of the Doctor Who series, he had issues with, didn't get along with, and didn't like the direction that they wanted to go. Mm. And this caused a rift. Yeah. And then he... And according to him... They blackballed him, mm. uh, so he didn't work in Great Britain for like four years. Crazy, and you, you you would think that, you know,
1: just because one guy or two guys have something to say negative about this one actor who's done a ton of th- you know different things, you think just because they have one weird experience with a guy that you would you know especially for back then when the, when he was on the series
2: yeah um, 2005
1: yeah because nowadays you you know people get blackball for nothing but <laughs> or yeah well not really nothing but that that's kind of playing it down to <laughs> too much but um but god do you think back then you know they would have a little bit more leniency you know It'd be like oh you know he moffat's just blowing smoke <laughs> oh, don't worry yeah. about it we'll get you another part here soon
2: yeah but, yeah, according to him, they black blacklisted him. Wow. And so he didn't really work. He went through a depression stage that was pretty severe. Wow. Uh, and the whole bit. And he talked about it all at the Comic-Con, huh. and which was a big surprise. Is but he, he, he said that he loved playing the character, uh, would not have a problem coming back uh, to play a... Uh, like a multi-do- multi-doctor episode. In fact, he said that he did get the script for the 50th anniversary where it would have been him, Tennant, and uh, Matt Smith. Yeah. Except uh, he wasn't sure he wanted to do it. And he was still pretty angry at that point, he said. Yeah. And when uh, he got a copy of the next version of the script which included john hurt he said it was immaculate and that he couldn't even conceive of taking over that spot wow yeah he said it, the script was just that good that he did not want to. he said they did a good job and i did not want to ruin that that uh that arc man i can't imagine that
1: just had, I mean, it would have been just cool having them available, you know, at least mm-hmm. maybe not even being an integral part of the story, but you know how they kind of went through and showed you, like, the shadows of all the different doctors and shit, right? Yep. As they were all gearing up the Power Ranger their ass on um, on whoever they were fighting. <laughs> it was a uh, great
2: intelligence for that episode.
1: Yeah. I'm really kind of always drawing a blank. Like, I remember that whole sequence, though, where they start. with Yeah, that's down.
2: when Kara... They're all, they're jumped all into that's and... that's when Clara jumped in. Well, that one. Well, that well. There's a couple of episodes for oh, that. Okay. You're talking about the episode where they for the 50th anniversary where they saved Gallifrey. Oh, okay. W- w- wasn't hurt in that one though. Yeah. Okay. That's. But fifth, that wasn't the one.
1: Uh, that wasn't the one. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was just in one episode. Yeah, so I think that's.
2: Well, pretty... he did. He he was in the 50th anniversary episode. Okay. Uh, but he was also in uh, an episode, just as a uh, a cameo. Oh, okay. Which uh, was yeah, I've watched Doctor Who. I'm I'm a Doctor Who otaku. Uh, <laughs> he where Clara jumps into the Doctor's time scar, mm. so that she can prevent the Great That's Intelligence. What
0: they call it now these days, time scar
2: yeah well he yeah that's the way they explain it is when you travel through time it it, creates it creates a rift which when it heals leaves a scar and the doctor being one of the most prolific time travelers has a pretty big time scar and the great intelligence uses the time scar to exploit and undo all of the doctors good works Mm -hmm. and the doctor who companion Clara being the impossible girl Being in multiple times, uh, and this is explained by her jumping into the time scar after the Great Intelligence Mm -hmm. to redo all of the Doctor's good works or make sure that the Doctor is pointed in the right direction Mm. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um, to get it all done.
0: Which is why, why she had became and the Impossible And while
2: she's girl. in the, uh, yeah, which is how she became, c- becomes the Impossible yeah. Girl. And while she's in the Time Scar, she sees the different doctors, shadows of the different doctors. Yeah, yeah. And then when they get to John Hurt uh, as the war doctor, uh, and Clara's like, who's that? And Matt Smith is like, that's, that's the doctor that broke my code. And you don't even want to worry about him get out <laughs> yeah basically so episode synopsis for a show that hasn't run for like three or five years <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so um, so as far as the sh- so as far as stuff that you guys got to see um, was there any like major disappointments
2: going into some no D- d- strange things. I- I'm going to talk about uh, the actors first. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Rose Tyler, AKA Billy Piper. Yeah.
0: Before he continues, I'm going to note that I had disappointments because it was all pretty much about Doctor Who. <laughs> there was a lot of Doctor Who stuff that actually was happening. It wasn't the though. The it wasn't though. It was. There was
2: a lot of Doctor Who stuff, but it wasn't <laughs> yeah. all Doctor Who. There was also Princess Bride.
0: There was Princess Bride, which yeah. I felt very sad.
2: Um, but
0: there was still a doctor. Billy
2: Piper seemed really shy and uncomfortable doing her panel. It is not uncomfortable as in she didn't want to be there, but more of the... Uh, Inti- just, maybe intimidated by the crowd?
0: Maybe she's... Or never, the maybe, I, I don't
2: know, but she seemed very shy Spot. on stage.
0: It's possible she's never really done a... Panel she's like,
2: done a couple of panels.
0: Like, the, like Comic-Con?
2: Comic-Con and stuff, yeah. She's done
1: oh. a few. You can imagine... Yeah, because I'd imagine she's probably done some of this, uh, the
2: San Diego's. Yeah. And she seemed really shy. Huh. Uh, but she, she was funny. And she wa- it was it was a delight to see her panel.
1: Also for performers, too, just to kind of go on a thing. Um, some, some people are just always like that. Like... Uh, like it's especially like rock musicians you know there's some like uh, like Maynard Keenan from Tool like, talked about the men, like he gets that pit in his stomach feeling every time he goes on stage Yeah. no matter how big or small the show is and then there's other performers who will say stuff like it's easier to perform in front of a huge crowd than it's a small crowd and so like when you get like these big um, you know these big panels even though they're Theirs themselves in representing
2: product,
1: they're still kind of on the spot with the because of their character and because of the fandom.
2: Well, you know, it um, was I experienced a little bit of that, um, myself because I've gone. You know, everybody talks about being nervous meeting their heroes and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. and I I didn't really experience that. I, I mean, I've gone to the cons. I talked to all sorts of celebrities now. You know, Nichelle Nichols, Brent Spiner. Weird Al. I mean, yeah. I've gone and seen and talked with a bunch of them. And I've even gone up in front of the panel and asked questions. Yeah. You know, uh, Rose MacGyver, uh, Michael Dorn, uh, Gates McFadden, and Marina Sirius. I had no trouble. Didn't feel nervous or nothing like that. Mm. Except for John Barman. And, and, it, and in a past episode... And you've seen him a few times. And right? I've seen him a few times, but every time I go to talk in front of people to John Barrowman, I get like this little nervous-y feeling. And he always puts you on the spot. He does, Well, I always have fun interacting with him, though. Yeah. Um, you, there's a previous episode, if you go back... Where I have a whole interaction with John Barrowman that's absolutely hilarious. Yes.
0: John Barman molested my husband. Yes,
2: John Barrowman verbally molested me the first For time free. I talked to him. And I got the better of him the second time I talked with him.
1: Yeah, uh, actually that second <laughs> time was great. That
2: second time was great. That was the one we actually, um, I think we actually... We aired, aired that one. Yeah. yeah, the other one we just, we pointed it out on YouTube to people.
0: What was afraid to to be a third time? Because... Then oh, I'll just suddenly go, where's my husband? And they'll be somewhere, like, in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs>
2: but, yeah, but for... I, I don't know what it is about John Barrowman and talking to him in front of a bunch of people in an auditorium. Yeah. That gave me that nervous feeling. Yeah. Because none of the other celebrities I've interacted with, personally or in front of the big crowds, has bothered me. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's only been a few... For me, like I've
1: met a lot of different uh, celebrities who've done horror. Um, very few that have done sci-fi, but the most of which, most of the ones I got a chance to meet were all mostly most of my favorites from horror. Uh, the first major time I had or the first time I was ever starstruck in in. In any fashion, was in front of. Um, in front of Tony Todd, and that was. That that kind of got me, because it's not like the Candyman series was my favorite horror film series. It's not. Uh, but he, as an actor, I just I absolutely love his work. He's tall. Like, from everything <laughs> he's ever done. Like, whether it was Night of the Living Dead, uh, the remake they did in the 90s that Tom Savini uh, directed, who was another person I had, had trouble talking to. Um, and he actually kind of made me feel kind of small, because he was kind of a dick. But, um... But uh, Tony's work, you know, on Star Trek, you know, of course later in, you know, in the Orville, because he was in the Orville also. Um, God, he's done so many different things, a bit keen him,
0: yeah, but,
1: mm-hmm. um, you know, he's been in a lot of different genre films, Hatchet, uh, Dead Re- or Dead Reckoning, I think was another one. Uh, no, Dead Riot, I always mislabeled that one for some reason. And... He's such a cool guy. He's so fucking laid back. Even like, uh, uh, the show.
2: Segway, 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 segway. That that brings up my next thing is like uh, during the Princess Bride panels, yeah. Uh, Wallace Shaw, who played Vecini in Princess Bride, yeah. you also may know him as the Grand Negus on Deep Space Nine. He's currently uh playing on Young Sheldon as uh, He's still alive. Yes. <laughs> we saw him at but, the Rose City Comic. I hope
0: that was him alive and that's no. kinda dead. otherwise
2: but, inconceivable <laughs> inconceivable <yeah. laughs> when you see him in the shows when he talks there is no hesitation he knows what he's going to say he's got his lines memorized he says it he looks uh, confident and everything when he talks yeah complete 180 during his panel hmm. it's like every time somebody asked him a question it was like he didn't know how to answer it he he would he would hesitate he would...
0: Stumble over his stumble words. Stumble over his words.
2: Wow. It you was... Think, a, you com- think over the years, you've been asked to
0: everything. I'm similar in that... As- it, 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 Go ahead. I'm pretty similar in that aspect where sometimes, like... I mean, I know this is off-the-cuff stuff. Yeah. But there's times when off-the-cuff is hard for me when I'm in front of a lot of people. Yeah. But if you give me a script, I'm usually pretty good for the most part. So it's possible that, you know, he's like that where... He just doesn't know how to interact with the audience without a script.
2: Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was very hesitant, very... And sometimes his answers didn't even answer the question. It just kind of raised more questions. No. <laughs> I
0: actually felt bad for him, though, because they were late starting the panel because they had so many people wanting to come to this Princess Bride panel. Yeah. And what they did is... I don't think they should have done this. They had him first for the first half. And then they had the other two guys in the second carrie
2: always and chris sarandon
0: i think they oh. should have done all three at the the entire time because i felt bad for this guy he only got like 15 10 maybe 15 minutes and then he had to be shuffled off another you know, big
1: get for that panel would have been and i don't know if he was there or not because i didn't actually check on any of the panels
2: from um, this year at comic-con but uh would have been mandy Patinkin. that would have been a big get well carrie always and chris sarandon are huge actors yeah. though and that was one of the funny things about their part of the panel was that Chris barely got asked any questions.
0: Chris oh, most of prince, the questions. Right?
2: No, it, yeah, Chris my, was Prince Humperdinck. He, yeah, did, get, he it,
0: did get asked a question, but the other guy was kept answering for him. Yeah, apart. that was
2: the other thing I was going to say. It's <laughs> like when Chris did get answered a question and he would hesitate, Carrie Elways would kind of fill in that blank space. <laughs> And so it was, and Chris at one point even made a joke about Carrie answering his question. That's great, but
1: uh, I think it too, because um, like Carrie had been in more recent stuff, and that's probably why the crowd's not too sure on who Chris and really is. Because I mean, Chris has been a genre actor in horror for a long, long time. time. Fright Night. Fright Night. That was cosplay, what.
2: Play. Um, yeah. Tons of shit. Just tons of movies. yeah. Yeah, he's been he's, I mean he's been on he regular in, TV, Law oh. and Order, yeah. even. Yeah, actually he was in both versions but, right
0: now, yeah. the
2: remake and the
1: original. Was he in the remake? Uh, yeah, he had a very small part in the remake.
0: What's well, the other guy's name again? Not Chris, but the other guy. Carrie oh, was. Carey, yeah. So, yeah, but Carrie has been in like the big stuff, the big number of stuff, like yeah. the minute tights and a few other things too. So.
2: But Chris Sarandon's also been in big budget. Yeah, I mean, he's, he has. Yeah, he's been in big stuff. It's just,
0: you know, it, Lately, yeah. he's just not as charismatic.
2: I I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know why. I I think I think it was because most of the audience was younger. Probably. Yeah. And. They're only gonna remember the one-liner people. Yeah, and they well, all of the questions. Of I don't. If I remember rightly, all of the questions were about Princess Bride. I don't think uh, any of them were about any of the other stuff they've done.
0: No, so. um, I think one guy did mention Men and Tights.
2: Oh, that's right. Oh. Men and Tights. they uh, so, so did, I did I,
0: mention a couple outside stuff, but a saw. lot of it was Princess Bride. <laughs>
1: um, did anybody ask any questions about Andre the
2: Giant? Yes. yes. Uh, both Wallace, mm-hmm. in Wallace's part, uh, and in... in uh, Carrie
0: gets to actually tell the tell a story. Chris said that he couldn't tell the story because they were running out of time, but they could read it. He could read it from the book that Carrie wrote.
2: Yep. And they did talk about the, the one of the question one of the stories was about Andre Farting. Um,
0: which was actually I think the question that was actually directed originally to Chris.
2: Chris Sarandon, <laughs> uh, Wallace. One of curious questions. Wallace right. talked about how he had to be tucked up underneath uh, <laughs> uh, Andre's arms when they're doing the climb up the cliff oh, wow. on the rope. He's like, "Yeah, he, he 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 had a little little bit of a." You get to
0: have. I think he got to have brandy or something.
2: Yeah, he he ended up getting a. He ended up taking a shot of brandy from uh, from Andre to help calm him down because you know he's. Had a little problem with the height, because they yeah. were up, you know, 20, 30 feet in the air. And he's, like, tucked up, I mean, literally strapped to so, Andre. So, they didn't green
0: screen
1: that at all. Uh,
2: uh, part of it was. Yeah. I, was I
0: think, like, it. location-wise, like, how high and stuff is probably... The location was likely green screen, but, like, the actual height... Oh, some of wow. the actual height probably was around similar. Yeah,
1: because like, they did do some of that in, like... Uh, There was a lot of, like, close-up and then Mm far-away shot. But you only got, like, that far-away shot for... I always thought that was for Mystique, usually, just to kind of... Or not Mystique, but just to kind of give you that Mm -hmm. grandiose feel. But I didn't think they did a lot of it.
0: I'm sure they did, like... I'm sure they had them go really high. Maybe not exactly the same height Mm. as they indicated, but high enough to give you that? Oh, I'm shit. I'm this high, okay, and then so Grease Creed the location.
1: All right. So here's another question. This will be aimed at both of you as fans. Uh, aside from Comic Con, or even if they did get brought up, what do you guys think or feel about the Princess Bride remake? That's going to be in production. I haven't even heard about that. They're going ma- to be putting They're going to be putting into production soon. No. Um, my my thoughts are. No. Who in the no. younger, who in the younger generation really can carry those mantles? Not a lot of people. No. There's really not a lot. No,
0: I'm sorry. There's, no remake. There really isn't a lot. Remakes ruin everything.
1: Like I, I remember. Okay, so I remember years ago. they they've been talking about it for a long time. They were thinking about rebooting the craft, like doing yeah. A, I saw that doing again. a complete reboot. Now, the movie eventually ended up getting a director. They did get a cast, and they have started filming. Um, and among the cast is David Duchovny, who I guess plays the one girl's dad. So I'm sure he's going to be the dad character in the show. I hope he acts like the char- his character, Moody, from Californication, because that just made me laugh. <laughs> so <laughs> that way, during the movie, I can go, that's right, that's Moody. Motherfucker! But uh, <laughs> there's
0: some movies out there that I wanted mine to remake just to see this because, they, we now have the technology yeah. to remake them properly. But I think the biggest but problem Princess is Princess Bride. Yeah,
1: because that's it, gonna ruin it. And what I was getting at with the craft thing is that none of the cast of the new craft stand out. When you look at the cast from the original, Barzalbog stands out. Yum. Yeah. Uh, um... Uh, a lot like uh what was her name uh the girl that, that plays the lead um uh, the one that was
2: from uh that was in the i movie. don't remember i saw the craft once yeah
0: yeah i remember the only thing i remember from the craft is the, i think it's like the girl from empire everything Academy, goes by so, the so. everything goes by the three or something so like or uh, comes yeah, back every, in yeah, yeah. threes yeah. or something like that so that's pretty times. much all i really remember yeah. from that movie
1: so but there was a lot of standout actresses in that film for sure the new one looks bland. The oh. girls don't look, but I don't give a shit about any of these kids, and they look young, like super young. So I'm almost this m- movie is almost gonna have the feel of like a weird Disney Channel movie, <laughs> and that's what I fear with the with something like Sabrina, the, with,
2: the teenage witch and craft. <laughs> it,
1: it, it's coven. what it's kind of what Sabrina's
0: coven. There you go.
1: It's kind of what I fear for that. You know, for if they were gonna make a new Princess Bride, really this would have been a movie to make in the early 2000s. because See? Because then you can get Ryan Reynolds to play a fucking, um, Dread Pirate <laughs> Roberts. You could get Amy Smart to play fucking, um, or you can get her to play, uh, Princess Buttercup. You Cara could, Delevingne.
2: Yeah. As Princess uh, Buttercup. Okay, that'd be good, too. Yeah. Um, which, seeing her in, uh, the Amazon Prime show called, oh, shoot, what is it? Carnival Row was really good. Yeah. Carnival Row is a really good show. I like it. I haven't seen no. it. It's with uh, Cara Delevingne, and uh, he played Legolas in Lord of the Rings. Uh, Lando Bloom. Lando, Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Uh, it's about, you know, what if fairies were real, Faye folk and other things and were
0: founded in early whatever times yeah
2: it's it's kind of got a steampunk vibe oh cool but it is very cool Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean the thing about remakes i mean even jay and silent bob make fun of Mm -hmm. uh kevin smith's jay and silent bob reboot movie yeah that was done with legion m is kind of a joke about how they're rebooting movies yeah. Uh, I mean, there are some movies that could be remade today and made better than the original, but those originals still stand on their own, like Forbidden Planet. Yeah. It was made in the 1950s, mm-hmm. and it's still in black and white, and, the, and it was colorized later. But the special effects in that movie stand the test of time for today.
0: I refuse to watch the remake of... Oh, the romance movie, um, Dance
1: One. Oh, uh, Save the Last Dance? No. Dirty uh, Dancing? Yes. Oh. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing.
0: They remade that, and I'm like, no, I refuse to watch that because there was no purpose to remake it.
1: Actually, if you want to watch any of them, Savannah Nights.
0: I've seen that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you watch any of them, just, yeah. just sex it up but, with Savannah Nights. Yeah, but Dirty Dancing is like...
0: <laughs> You just can't remake that one. No, it's you, know, you it, can't. Re- it just, There's a lot of shows you can't remake. Princess Bride's one of them. It's yeah. it's iconic for a reason, and if you remake it, you're gonna take away that iconic. I, I kind of like. The I Hulk. mean, who Peter Falk? Yeah. I mean, who are you
2: gonna get to replace Peter Falk Andre. as the grandpa? What about Andre? And Andre the Giant? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: There's very few people for sure, like the. I know for Andre, you can kind of replace him with another big guy in wrestling. Um, yeah,
0: but yeah. Andre had a nice... Big Show.
1: Yeah, Big Show would be one. Braun Strowman is current guy. But you can't replace
0: um, Peter Falk, though. That's going to be really hard to do.
2: Yeah, Peter Falk yeah. did an awesome job.
0: Peter Falk, for, I think, for the longest time, was like one of my favorite actors.
2: So, yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: I really it, just can't see it, because...
2: Yeah, because I, I, me
1: just the the one thing that always stands that always stands up when it comes to a remake is that who in the younger class can do it? Who can hold the mantle for the older class?
0: Well it's not just that, it's they're gonna also blow it up in big tech. they so they're gonna use some yeah. kind of big tech to blow it up and this kind of movie doesn't need that kind of tech.
1: No, it's simple. Yeah.
0: One of the That's A pretty... lot of Icono movies is made based off of low tech stuff because and you know, people had to be creative, I, which I, is actually what they were talking about. I
2: honestly don't know that a CGI rodent of unusual size <laughs> is going to be better than the guy in the suit or yes. the puppets that they used to attack yes. Carrie Elways. I you
1: mean, know you, it, it's not a remake, but one movie I kind of like to throw up there that's almost as good as the, the older uh, version
0: of Carrie. I played the played the same. Character.
1: God, yes, he can play. He can still play the Dread Pirate Robbers. cause you know, it's like it's been a long time. It's like he was away for a long
2: time. Yep.
1: But then, how old was Buttercup? Fuck. Now who knows, man. He was
0: like Ten. Now, if they did a sequel version, <laughs> I could probably almost see a sequel. <laughs> Princess Bride's the next generation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Wesley's the king. Yeah. He's like this the Skunnel king who Buttercup left and then she formed her own kingdom and <laughs> she ended up in mar- was... She ended up marrying Inigo Montoya and My only issue with really
0: Buttercup was but I know it's not the big it wasn't like the point of the movie was I always found that she was kinda dumb. Like she was very really naive for sure. Yeah. But I but I still loved the movie, but yeah. that was, like, my only problem with her was that she was kind of, she was a dumb pr- princess. Yeah, but I always,
1: but I always feel like the movie, if you, if you guys had seen it, uh, Stardust. Yes. Was a very good movie that kind of has that Princess Bride feel uh-huh. to it, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's actually a good movie. Yeah.
1: And it's one of like those, it. it's one of those few, like, cause, uh, like, when I was watching it the first time, you like. Know, Michelle Pfeiffer stood out big time. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Strong stood out big time. Um, pretty much everybody in that movie. And of course, I'm always going to love Claire Danes. So. <laughs> if, if she can just magically show up at my house because she fell from the sky, that would yeah. be hella cool.
0: <laughs> if they did single, I'd be almost okay with it. But yeah. that is a reboot. yeah, and, They're and, and just going to ruin it with all the CGI.
1: It actually from. wasn't... And, and, Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Donald Gleason
2: in that movie? In the original Princess Bride? No, in uh, Stardust. Oh, I don't know.
0: He oh, never on. seen it. And I don't. Really
2: oh, I've know. seen parts of it. I'm at the double check.
1: It's, uh, it's a.
0: Who did he play?
1: Um, the 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 lead the the young guy. Oh. Um, let's see. Okay,
0: so, everybody. So you know, we do use Google a lot in our episodes.
1: A lot. We are
0: not afraid to look things up.
1: No, we are. We are not afraid of cheating. This is a. Okay, I was way off.
0: Um, Don't you know the internet tells the truth? <laughs>
2: it does. <laughs> everything See, on the internet is true. It is everything. The internet tells no lies.
1: <laughs>
0: I feel like this needs to be a song.
1: The internet tells no lies. The internet tells
2: the no lies. Well, there's one very similar you can get if you look up. It's uh, a puppet show called Q Street, which mm. is a spoof off of Sesame Street, but for adults. Um, there's a song there called The Internet is for Porn. Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, it's true. Is it is
2: true. It, it's it's horrifyingly true.
0: Yeah, especially what always amazes me about the porn situation is when you're at work, and this is a security job, and you hear your boss saying, having to tell everybody, the computer is not for poor. At work, a security job.
1: <laughs> the fact that they gotta tell a group of adults, that's really, really sad. It's like, <laughs> it's like okay, you guys are all at work now. No porn. None. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Jenkins. No porn.
0: I always, like... <laughs> be
2: like, what?
0: I always have that People palm side to the forehead kind of moment because I'm like, why would you risk your job watching porn?
2: See, I've on, been in IT for quite a few years, and it truly is amazing how much porn you will find on a <laughs> workplace computer. Yeah. I mean... It truly is amazing.
1: Well, the other thing that got me, too, was... Because uh, I worked... So I was doing IT at a company and one of the one of our guys was literally in his cubicle just fucking playing Minecraft all day
0: <laughs> and, and, that I see.
1: <laughs> and that's fucking just nuts like why would you risk your job you know and he was like the highest paid dude in our department he was just playing Minecraft nobody gives a shit That was it for this week's episode of the Segway Files. Uh, Join us again next week as we have a follow-up to this episode. In addition, uh, there will be uh, talks of of other crazy kind of out there kind of things in addition to the Comic-Con talk. Uh, So stay tuned for that uh, as we kind of deep dive more into the 2019 uh, Rose City Comic-Con that happened this uh, last August. At any rate, uh, follow us on Facebook and all social medias, including Twitter um, and Instagram, believe it or not. We actually have an Instagram page, uh, at Rotten Corpse Radio. And you can also find us on uh, other platforms as well, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Uh, the list goes on and on and on, Spotify, you know, all the different platforms, so... Uh, check us out there, and for all other things, um, disturbing otherwise, and for our catalog of shows that goes all the way back towards the beginning, RottenCorpsRadio.com. Thank you very much for tuning in. This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.